Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back again and getting to be pretty darn consistent. It's BG and the coach. I am that coach and with me as always is my man BG. BG, what's happening? Coach, for the millions of loyal listeners that we have, it is like a holiday every week now. I think those millions of fans started to think, is this just a once every two month podcast? We had a couple of hiatuses, Mm -hmm. but we are back. We are going strong. We're doing it weekly, giving the people what they want. Yes, sir. And today we're changing it up a little bit, right? We're talking streaming. Yeah. Did you see the Netflix news today? Well, that's why I think we have to talk about this. We would love to jump into sports. We've got NBA playoffs, NHL mm-hmm. playoffs, golden time in baseball. But you need to hit stop the presses when news came out that Netflix, after months and months of threatening it, is finally cracking down on password sharing. I don't know a single person who has a Netflix password. I think every single person I know on Earth is sharing it with someone, even if it's an ex-boyfriend from eight years ago. Do you know? I, I, I legitimately don't know. Let me answer you first seriously and say, no, I do not. Then let me ask you, like, I want us, maybe BG and the coach should take on this research project to find that one individual. <laughs> There's probably one person, and maybe it's just the CEO of Netflix, who actually has an account that they pay for. And that's just emanating out through the entire globe and everyone sharing those credentials. (laughs) It must be. My theory is that anyone who works for Netflix must be required to have their own account or is too scared to not have their own account. And they're out of touch with the world (laughs) because do they realize what's going to happen to their, I mean, I guess not their subscriber base because those are paid subscribers. But in terms of like views on Netflix shows, it's going to shrink by some great, right? Like it's everyone. Everyone is password sharing. Yeah, it doesn't. So this is what I've never understood about the argument about what Netflix has has been doing, right? Because Netflix has always said, we're doing this on purpose, guys. We know you all are password sharing. But it's generating all of this growth for us. And growth is what it's all about in Silicon Valley. I get that. I do get that. And they are pretty much the... They've got the largest piece of the pie when it comes to the market. But... I feel like they've lost a lot of money, (laughs) like way more than they would get from just growing the base, right? Like they grew the base, but at the core of that base is like seven people who actually are paying. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And by the way, of those seven, six are on like the legacy billing cycle from when they actually (laughs) mailed DVDs. So they're probably paying like $2 a month based on some crazy deal they got when this switched over. To streaming. So, yeah, it's off to Netflix for adapting and not going the way of Blockbuster, but just feels like this was not well thought out. It it has never made sense to me. And now they're going to do this crackdown. And let me tell you the closest I've experienced to losing my shared Netflix account is so we borrow my father in law's account. And there was this one weekend where we tried locking in, not even tried locking in, actually, it took us to a login screen, (laughs) which is the most terrifying screen I've ever seen. Didn't know it existed in the Netflix ecosystem. And in an absolute panic, I called out my father-in-law, and all I keep getting are busy signals, like busy tones, busy tones, busy tones. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling. Finally, I get through, and I just, I like blurted right away. I didn't like even say hi. I think it was his birthday that day. Didn't even bother with that. And I was like, what, what, what happened to the password? What, what is the new password? And this poor guy 
I kid you not, he goes, I have been on the phone for the past 25 minutes <laughs> as every single relative I have has just called me tonight to ask me the exact same thing. And I was like, that opened my eyes more than any story ever. I was like, okay, Netflix, you have a problem here. Yeah. <laughs> so my father-in-law yeah. is one of those seven who pay. Well, hats off to him for sure. He's basically kept the streaming economy <laughs> going for this long. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know what the solution is because you're right. They clearly messed up in that password sharing got so out of control. And by the way, I agree with you. The most terrifying moment in anyone's lives is when you try and sign on to a shared password account Oof. and you frantically are trying to get a hold of mm-hmm. people. You're calling their secretary. You're calling their boss. <laughs> like, I need to speak to this person immediately. But yeah, I don't know what, but what do you do now if you crack down, they're going to have seven views on every TV show, right? Are you going to pay for Netflix? Yeah, there's no way. And now it's just a principle thing, right? I've gone <laughs> so long without paying to pay now, even if there is content I want to watch, it just seems ridiculous. I just can't bring myself to do it. Well, let me ask you this. What if Netflix got exclusive streaming rights to Niners games? Would you pay for Netflix? Yeah, I absolutely would. Because that's, that's the, the thing. thing. Well, yeah, that's always what's been missing from like uh, Sunday Ticket, and now like YouTube has the rights to all the NFL games. They've never offered a single team option. Meaning, if you're a fan of a particular team and only care about that team, you don't have an option to pay some small fee to just watch those games. You have to watch all of it. You have to pay for everything. Yeah, but that has to change going forward, right? Because eventually. Don't you think consumers are, are going to eventually push back on that? But I don't, that's what I don't get is evidently I'm the only one who wants that because otherwise, why wouldn't the NFL have done this already? Meaning like it's not a, it's not a new thing for someone to just be interested in watching their team. Yeah. I think the NFL, unfortunately, because it's our modern day version of a cartel, although there are modern cartels too. So maybe a bad example. <laughs> Anyway, the NFL is a terrible organization. They're, they're, your, but, car- they're your favorite <laughs> cartel's favorite cartel. Yeah, exactly. 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 You know who the Mexican cartels are afraid of? It's the NFL. <laughs> Goodell's coming. Get down. <laughs> so- <laughs> I don't know why. Let me just pause us there for a second. Why my the head of my cartel in my scenario was, I think, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, also, that- <laughs> very good English. Get down! Get down! Goodell! <laughs> yeah, for his Austrian roots as a cartel boss, it's <laughs> very good The English. way he's acclimated to Mexican culture does not get talked about enough. <laughs> I've always said that. Also, after having seen Roger Goodell's, like, basement man cave during the 2020 NFL draft, yeah. I think he might be the most terrifying person on the planet. If he like came up to me with a serious face and made a threat to me, I would go into witness protection. Yeah. It's I keep waiting for when the players get drafted and they go up and they hug him on the stage to like give them like a double kiss mafia type kiss. Like that <laughs> seems to fit his persona. I'd also be terrified. He seems like a stone cold killer. I think when allegedly, show, allegedly, obviously. yeah, allegedly, allegedly, our lawyers obviously. are furiously holding obviously, up for us, allegedly, but but seriously, but I feel like when he goes in for those super awkward bro hugs during yeah. the draft, I think he leans in and just whispers, "Protect the shield," <laughs> into every draftee's ear. Yeah, I think he must. I I am going to for just a second because you brought it up, defend. Roger Goodell, commissioner oh, of the NFL. This is the coldest take 
It is a hyper specific example, though, but it's exactly what we were just talking about. For those who don't know, on NFL Draft Night, wow, we're jumping around a lot. We were just talking about Schwarzenegger (laughs) in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) What happened in Netflix? So on NFL Draft Night, it's a live show where the top, you know, 10, 15, 20 draft picks are there live. And when their name is called to get drafted, they go up to the commissioner, Roger Goodell, and there's some sort of embrace that happens. Sometimes it's a hug. Sometimes it's a regular handshake. Sometimes it's a bro hug. Here's where I'm defending Roger Goodell. This is live, and he has no idea what kind of embrace handshake (laughs) he's going to get. Like, if I was him, I would want everything rehearsed beforehand, which is what the players do with each other, right? All the players across sports have special handshakes. They practice them beforehand. Poor Goodell's got to get up there, and he's not sure whether to brace to get, like, body hugged by a 300 pounder or to do some elaborate like dap up he has no idea what's coming i think you're giving him way too much credit i think he has Mm. without a doubt hired a bro shake consultant who he spends hours if not days with prior to the draft going through every possible permutation (laughs) breaking down film in that creepy man cave of his like i I feel like his wife is upstairs being like, Roger, it's time for dinner. He's like, two more minutes, honey, two more minutes. And he's just focused on every kind of bro hug a potential draft he's given. I, I think you're giving this creepazoid way too much credit. Wow. All right. That that could be. I, that did just strike me as the one, and I do mean the one thing that it feels like he should get a break on. But maybe you're right. Maybe he's he's got a coach for that. And that, I have to tell you, would be my dream job. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. my dream job. You know, I'm saying it like it's a bad thing, but I guess really all the credit to, in the world to him for preparing so hard if that's what he's doing. And yeah, that would be a phenomenal. Phen- it would like- probably be, it'd probably be a player, right? Do you ever watch these players? Like they're NFL guys who are on a team with 50 other players and somehow have individual handshakes <laughs> with all 49 of them. And I'm more impressed by that feat than anything they do athletically on the field. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I think you're right. It would have to be one of those kind of players yeah. who aren't even seeing the field all that often for the most part. And just bring them in as a, as a bro shit consultant. Yeah, they got plenty of time. Plenty of time. They're not seeing the field. That would work. I feel like this, now, Kevin Hart would make a movie about this. <laughs> Kevin Hart is listening to this show right now and just salivating. <laughs> he, is, he is a loyal listener. That I know. Huge friend of the show. Huge. All right. Now, where were we? I think we were talking about uh, get down, go down. <laughs> back to back to Netflix. I think I think the NFL, for all of its warts, is too popular for there to be any kind of consumer pushback on saying I'm not paying for that package on YouTube unless you do a single team option. But I think we're getting to the place where there are so many streaming options, and the future mm. of sports is clearly going to be on streaming. I could go on a hour-long rant about blackout rules in baseball. So it's clearly going to go streaming. And I think as the market gets saturated with all those options and people are paying for so many things, we're just going to come to a point where I think there's going to be a backlash where people say, I can't pay for this entire sports package. I only want to watch my team. Yeah, that could be. I have to say, like, when you talk about how they're, like, obviously streaming's taking over, but it's this weird, like, full life cycle thing. Remember when we all used to complain about cable packages and paying for them because we, <laughs> we had to pay for all the stuff we never used. And then streaming came about and we're like, great, like now I can just pay for what I want. 
But if you're just wanting to watch sports, and I just mean the major sports, at this point, you need to pay for like basically 15 different streaming services, aka cable. Yeah. Time is a flat circle, BG. We're back. Not even just for sports, because if you have two favorite shows on Apple TV, mm-hmm. shout out to Ted Lasso, and you also like what Netflix has given you, but HBO Max, now yeah. Max, I think just as of Max. today, just Max. Just Max. It's coming out with a couple things, and then Peacock comes along with one show that you like. It's You're right, it's the exact same thing. There is no a la carte, let me pick the shows I want and pay for that. It's now I have to pay 5 to $15 per streaming service for essentially one show. Like you said, cable. It's our cable packages all over again. All I want yeah. is ESPN and HBO, but I've got to pay for 700 other channels. Yeah, it's well. Let me also just say on that point, we talked about the best job in the world being that handshake consultant. Second best job may have been the consultant who worked with HBO to come up with <laughs> HBO Max. Can you imagine that? All right, you guys are HBO. How about HBO huge? HBO awesome. HBO Max. Okay, and we're done here, and we're done. I mean, that's not nearly as good of a job as the guy who was at Disney and said, uh-uh-uh, Disney plus. <laughs> Just add on a plus. How do we get these gigs? Or the, what do we got to do? The new consultant who said, wait, just cut out HBO. Yeah. It'll just be max. Can you imagine that they came with like a three-hour presentation <laughs> on it? Because well, we did. have studied attention spans <laughs> of youths across this great nation, and we've realized that no one is willing to read nor say <laughs> all of the letters in HBO Max. What if we slice that bad boy right down the middle? Just Max. Do you think when they make a movie about HBO Max, Justin Timberlake will play some minor character whose only contribution is saying, by the way, cut out the HBO. Just go Max. That's, <laughs> that's a, not that's bad a for shout out to the Facebook. Yeah, shout out to the Facebook. No question about it. I don't know what Justin Timberlake's doing right now, regardless. So I feel like he'd be all <laughs> over that role. Think, what is he doing right now? He's, he's, he's kind of really left the, the picture. I haven't heard of him in I feel like the last thing I heard was the Super Bowl stuff. I mean, I know he did stuff after that, I'm sure, but I feel like it's been a while since old Justin was uh, part of the cultural zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah, I like it. I, I thought he was supposed to be the next MJ. Yeah, what happened to that? He really, really kind of lost out. I feel like he's come out with a few movies that nobody saw in the last five years. So maybe he tried his, to go the acting route. Oh, but his movies have been awful. Have you ever seen a movie? Listen, dear listener, I want you to go to Rotten Tomatoes. Go into the search bar and type in The Love Guru. You ever seen that movie, BG? <laughs> I did not, but it sounds it sounds as bad as you're about to tell me it is. Well, I do need to admit on air that I saw this movie in theaters. <laughs> I paid hard currency, real U.S. dollars were exchanged to get access to this movie. And it's Mike Myers playing a guru i'm not even gonna give you the plot because that would make it seem like there's any kind of justifiable plot but justin timberlake's in there and it is the absolute worst movie go look it up on rotten tomatoes i don't know what the score is but everyone gets their money back from the episode tonight if it's over 10 percent <laughs> oh money I'm back very, guarantee tonight very tempted to to google it yeah uh, very listen. tempted We'll just assume that I'm right on air and let our listeners go do it on their own. 
Right, well, I think when we post this episode on Twitter, I think we're going to have to shout out Justin Timberlake and just ask, what, what have you For been sure. up to, man? Maybe he, sure. took, maybe he took the, the Rotten Tomatoes score about the love guru pretty hard and is taking his took time it to heart. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, if he doesn't respond to our BG and the coach tweet within, I'd say, four to eight hours, then we know something serious. Yeah. We'll put out, we'll put out a, check. an APB. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, again, our, our Twitter following is so, so huge and far reaching. It'd be, it'd be definitely be concerning if he's not responding yeah. to that. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, let me tell you, Coach, what people do respond to, and that is the wit and wisdom of your two favorite podcast hosts. I'm talking, of course, about BG and the Coach. And if you want to listen to all of our older episodes, if you want to catch future episodes, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also, as we just mentioned, follow us on Twitter, at BG and the Coach. If you happen to know where Justin Timberlake is up to, drop us a line, let us know. And until next time, enjoy a cold, cold scoop of the greatness.